So welcome along and you're listening to Richard Bovesan here until midday today on Radio Bath. So today I have the lovely Heidi Roberts and Vivian Simpson coming along to talk all about the children's hospice, the fundraising they do and also volunteering at the organisation. And they'll be coming up right after this. This is Radio Bath. Right then, so we're back. It's Richard Boverson here until midday today. The story to tell today is with the lovely Heidi Roberts and Vivian Simpson. And they're from the Children's Hospice. So first of all, quick question for you both. Welcome along. Morning. Morning. And how are you both? We're good, thank you very yeah, much. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm feeling great. Oh, I told you the chairs squeaked, didn't I? I was <laughs> saying about it before, about how squeaky the chairs sometimes are. I've just done the biggest squeak in the world, but there we go. So yeah, Heidi, we're going to talk to yourself first of all very, very quickly. So can you give us an overview of the hospice and kind of what happens there? Yes, so Children's Hospice Southwest. Um, we cover the whole of Southwest and was founded by Eddie and Jill Farwell over 30 years ago because they had two children with life-limiting conditions. Um, and they set up the first hospice in Devon, but it was oversubscribed. So they quickly did Charlton Farm, where I work in Raxall. And then we've got a third one down in um, Cornwall. And Jill and Eddie really fulfilled their dream that um, no child would have to um, travel more than an hour and a half because our children have life-limiting or life-threatening conditions. So they could have an epileptic fit on the travel um, or, you know, need their feeding tube change. So... That dream to fulfil that was a huge thing for Eddie and Jill. Wow, that's, that's some uh, some kind of like brief to have really, isn't it? Yes, um, it is. Yeah. It, it's amazing to support all the children that have obviously having a difficult start in their life. Yes, yeah. So we're there for the whole journey from diagnosis till um, and, and through to bereavement support as long as they need us. Um, so, yeah. And of course, not just the children that go through this, but it's the parents as well, of course. Yes. So um, we're very much about the whole family at Children's Hospice Southwest. So mum and dad can come in, brothers and sisters can come in. And we've also had grandparents stay with us because we're not just there for end of life care. Some people think that's um, perceive that. But we're there um, all along the journey to create precious memories. And we're there for palliative care. Um, emergency care and resilience stays as well. Okay, now I was looking here about the end of life in the home project. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Yes, that's um, something quite new. Okay. Uh, we've been working and researching it for the last year or so because we changed our care model. Um, a positive out of the pandemic was that we changed our model to hospice home um, and uh, virtually. So we all, were always in hospice before. But we listened um, and got f- feedback from our families and they said they'd like us to carry on with that care model. So we're looking at end of life at home. Okay. So in the past, we've always done it in the hospice. So we'll be working with other services in our area um, who maybe go in um, to the homes already um, and the local hospice uh, hospital and we'll be working together in collaboration on this project. Sounds like an amazing role that everybody's kind of playing. So what's your personal role in this then, Heidi? Um, so I'm uh, an area fundraiser. So I get involved um, in community and corporate. Um, and I am there to try and raise as much funds as possible because we need um, over 11 million to keep our three hospices wow. operating. And we get less than 10% government funding. That's um, that's a challenge, shall we say? Yes, <laughs> And how is the, uh, obviously we've got the cost of living crisis going on at the moment. So how's that affected fundraising? Um, obviously, you know, some people can't give in the same way as they used to. Um, we've certainly found on events that sponsorship is um, not as high as it used to be for things like our Santos on the Run. Um, 
but fortunately um, our legacies are still coming through um, and that's a huge part for us um, and that goes back to 30 years of work you know from some of the talks Jill did um, at the early days and we're now seeing the legacies feed through so thank goodness we have those legacies because otherwise it, it would be difficult with the cost of living. Yeah absolutely and I suppose it's not just going to stay at 11 million presumably that cost is going to increase and I'm guessing you want to do more and more and more to help more and more families too. Um, yes. So um, the costs where I'm based, Charlton Farm, have risen um, because we're next to Bristol Children's Hospital. Um, so we look after over 230 of the families out of the one in Raxall, Charlton Farm, um, and we look after over 550 across the three. But um, we have sadly um, had more children using our end of life um, this year. Um, we had three one weekend. We have two rooms um, for end of life at Charlton Farm and we built the second one during the pandemic. So thank goodness we, we had that grant to be able to do that. It's, um, it just sounds like a whole challenging thing, but also I'm guessing quite rewarding to be in this industry. Oh, yes, it's absolutely amazing. I've been with Children's Hospice now over four years. I feel really privileged to work for them. Um, I was previously in financial services, and this is just so rewarding. Um, And to work with the care team, nurses and carers, who are so passionate about what they do. They've all been working as paediatric nurses. They're very experienced, and they'll go all out to help the family and create precious memories. And also to work with amazing volunteers like Vivian. I couldn't do my job if I didn't have volunteers. Um, And Volunteers Week's coming up. So, well, it's starting today, 1st of June. It is starting today. Now, we do have the lovely Vivian in the studio as well. And we're going to have a little quick quick break for music. Uh, When we come back, we're going to be chatting to Vivian as well. So we'll be right back after this. Made locally in Bath. This is Radio Bath. Right now we're back. We're going to talk to Vivian in the main now. So here with Vivian and Heidi. But Heidi, first of all, we've got Volunteers Week starting today. Can you tell us what Volunteers Week is all about? Yes, we rely all charities um, on lots of volunteers. We couldn't do anything without them. Well, couldn't do much without them. So from the 1st to 7th of June, we celebrate all their contributions. So we'll have a lot of social media going on to really thank them because we really appreciate what they do. And it's wonderful to be here with Vivian today. Now, the hardest question in the world for you right now, Heidi, okay? And I'm not saying present company accepted because she's here. Do you have a favourite volunteer? Um, No, they're all amazing. (laughs) Um, You know, I think the key thing I do with my volunteers, and I'm sure Vivian will support me, is I meet them for a coffee when they first start or when I move to to cover Bath, Baines and West Wiltshire and really understand what they want to get out of the volunteering. So then I'll go to Vivian maybe for something more corporate, do some networking. Um, I've got someone in Bath who's been um, volunteering since 2006, I think it is, Um, and she's good at going to do talks, whereas another individual wouldn't feel comfortable. So for me, it's really important to get to know the individuals Um, understand what they want to get out of the volunteering and then I share with them I've got these opportunities but I wouldn't necessarily go to you know Vivian to something she might not feel comfortable doing there's you know I want my volunteers to stay with us feel rewarded um, uh, and you know enjoy what they're doing and I know Vivian we've had a wonderful 18 months together Vivian and I and quite a lot of giggles along the way as well. Lots of giggles. Yeah. <laughs> so I was going to ask Vivian, how long have you been doing this for then? Yeah, uh, well, it's about 18 months now. Um, I first, I mean, I, I didn't know the charity until, you know, 18 months ago. 
And that all came about by um, going to Morrison's supermarket. And when I came out, they had a stand out there and other volunteers introducing the charity to the people who came out. Um, I had a really interesting conversation with this other volunteer. And when I heard about Children's Hospice South Wales, I really felt that I wanted to work with them. Um, you know, I've really found it very, very rewarding. I've met some great people. I've also had the opportunity of going through the hospice itself. As during COVID times, we, we couldn't have any tours of the hospice because obviously the children have to be, you know, kept uh, apart from other people just for, you know, the sake of their health. So really, really enjoyed going to the hospice in uh, Raxall. Um, it's an interesting building there. Um, the, the building itself used to be a farm um, and the land was uh, something that was given to the hospice and they have extended the farm. So there's a, a wing there which is uh, where the parents go for respite. So they can go there for a few days. And, you know, I have to be honest, doing this work for the charity has changed my life. In what way? Well, I just, you know, I just was not really aware of um, what, what, you know, this sort of charity can do. Um, and going through the hospice and seeing all the facilities there, um, a fantastic uh, music room, um, a hydrotherapy pool, uh, fantastic with lights um, and warm water. And I understand the children who are really very ill can only relax properly when they're in warm water. Yes, so if they've got muscular um, difficulties, um, they, you know, going in that warm water really relieves the pain. And sometimes that's the only time they can cuddle their brothers and sisters with oh, no wow. pain in that hydrotherapy pool. Um, so we're actually um, doing a, a water-based um, fundraiser now to try and fundraise to keep, you know, our hydrotherapy pools going. Um, but yeah, Charlton Farm, you've got a donkey at the end of the drive. Um, you have to dodge the pheasants and squirrels <laughs> going down the drive. Um, and we had a babe appeal that helped us fundraise for that um, um, Charlton Farm um, and had to raise millions before we opened it. Um, but I think Eddie, when he was looking for somewhere, because he was asked to open another hospice in the Bristol area because of Bristol Children's Hospital, um, I don't think he thought he would buy that property but when he went down that drive because it was part of the Tinsfield estate that's now a national trust but yeah we, we can hear um, lemurs from Noah's Ark next door wow. the Sioux so <laughs> it's um, lots of nature all around us. It sounds like an amazing place to be. Yes when you know even when I drive to work to the office um, you feel this weight sort of go off your shoulders so I you know I can't for a family that maybe lives in the middle of our city or Bristol City to come you know, for some resilience day, maybe their child's had an operation in hospital and then they don't feel confident to go home yet. They'll come for a resilience day. And, you know, as I say, the, the surroundings are, are amazing. And yeah. it must be really lovely to hear, you know, a volunteer like Vivian talking it with such passion about it all. Yes, you know, it, to be honest, I felt like God was looking down at me when, because I took over. The, I, it was. I, yes, I took over. Um, I've worked for the charity for over four years, but I took over the bath area a year last September. And in October, um, you phoned in yeah. um, 
a year last October and um, said you'd like to volunteer but you were about to retire you weren't quite ready um, and we just talked and had coffees and I introduced you to another we volunteer. We had a really long talk and we had <laughs> two coffees and I thought my goodness am I going to be here all day? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it all sounds good. So what do you get out of volunteering then? Why, why do you do it? Why do I do it? Right. Well, I think the thing is, um, you know, until you've been to somewhere like this, um, you just do not realise how um, some children are really, really ill because you don't really often see people, like, you know, children like that. And, you know, to go there and see them so happy, you know, the staff there are all so dedicated um they and it's everybody's everybody wants to make that child's life as happy as they can while they're here because you don't know how long they will be here we've even brought lapland to the hospice so we had a family um who were scheduled to go to lapland um and sadly the child was deteriorating so we worked with um the care team um as fundraisers and also local businesses and supporters to get a snow machine, um, you know, to get sledges, to get a Father Christmas that was, um, I think, at Avon Valley Railway Station. They came and, you know, hopefully what that family now remember is not that they couldn't go to Lapland, mm. but they had their own Lapland at the hospice. So mm. we go all out. No, that sounds amazing. And, you know, it's kind of a strange life theory, isn't it? And that we, we put an enormous amount of effort into somebody who's got limited life. Um, sometimes for ourselves, we don't do the same process, though, do we? Um, we kind of like live every day. And obviously, nobody's going to live forever. Um, but it's amazing when you have that shortened time that you put the, all the extra effort in to make these people's lives that much, much better, which, uh, which sounds absolutely fantastic. So, Obviously, Vivian sounds like an incredible volunteer, if I'm honest with you, Vivian. You sound, <laughs> you sound lovely and you sound like you make people's lives better, which is a fantastic thing. Uh, do you need more? Yes, we always need more volunteers. Um, you know, if, if anybody is interested, um, you know, get in touch with me. Um, my email is Heidi.Roberts at chsw.org.uk. Um, and, you know, we can talk about um, if it's something you want to do at the weekend. So we have events at weekends. Or, you know, um, Vivian does more corporate. And then, as I say, I've got some that do speaking. And I've got amazing vol volunteers over Canesham, Longwell Green that do amazing events like um, tennis triples events and raise considerable amounts of money. So, yeah, all the volunteers are different in terms of what they enjoy. Um, but I think you've also made a lovely network as well, Vivian, of meeting all my other volunteers yeah. and um, I think you know they've, they've all worked well together and they're so passionate about the cause and I think if you're passionate about the cause you know um, it means so much then. I suppose Vivian, from your perspective as well it sounds like you retired and then started doing this yeah. and what often happens with people as we mature in years is that we kind of lose that work-based friendship groups so yeah. almost as volunteering giving you another group of friends well it does you know and i mean you know some of these friends well they may they remain friends you know for many many years and you know before i used to have a marketing business so i knew a lot of businesses in bath and um so what i found was you know because the hospice is in raxall in bristol uh not everybody knew they were there so uh i've introduced the, the charity 
to uh, a number of um, businesses in Bath and we've done several events together. We had a really good one where <laughs> where we bake, we had to judge cakes that were baked. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think we that ate, I think we ate I 16 mean, you know, pieces of cake that day. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, I, I, you know, I don't really want too much sugar these days, but anyway... You know, I managed to eat some of the cakes and had lots of glasses of water in between. But that was a really, really good day. Yeah, and we've also had amazing support from Bath Aqua Glass. So they created a precious bauble for us last year. Yeah. Um, and they made that in the first one in Children's Hospice Week. So they've been amazing supporters. Um, and something rather different, you know, for people to come and see um, glass blowing. And we've also had an event at Toppings Bookstore as well about the importance of storytelling um, to our children, which was a very, very special event, yeah, wasn't yeah, it, well, Vivian? I mean, that was just after the Toppings uh, bookshop had opened. Yes. So a lot, you know, not many people in Bath had been there. So it was a great opportunity for them to come and have a look at all these hundreds and hundreds of thousands of books, as well as, you know, uh, hear about the charity. And we also had uh, Will. Children's who, author, yeah. yeah. He was a children's author. So he bought his book and a beautifully illustrated book. And uh, so people, you know, had the opportunity of seeing that book. And, you know, I think it's a, a great He's, he's been a, a, a big supporter. So, you know, every day is very different. I think that's what I love about the job. And <laughs> I know, Vivian, you've been to some things that you wouldn't have gone to if yeah. you weren't volunteering. No. So I think... No. Well, you know, we, we do do a number. Um, we, we actually help at a number of concerts. And we've, we've had some, it was an amazing one at Kingswood School recently. And that was um, choirs that came over from Massachusetts, USA. Okay. And that was, I mean, it was absolutely amazing because the, uh, the choirs were actually 15 to 18 year olds. And they were, they had been so well trained. They were very, very professional. And they just gave us an absolutely amazing concert. Yes, it was something like you would have seen in the Albert Hall, really. But they mm. brought it to Bath. Well, talking about events, we're going to have another quick break now. But when we come back, we're going to be talking about some past events and some future events. And I might even do an offer for you as well, which I'll, I'll talk about after that. So uh, you both look very worried. I promise you. It's, <laughs> it's, it's we're looking nothing, forward to this. It's, it's, it's nothing that bad. But when I was doing some research, I thought, oh, OK, I might have a look at that. So, uh, oh, so yeah. But we're intrigued, aren't we, maybe? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I'll be honest with you. I'm, sli come here again. I'm, I'm slightly scared at the moment, but let's move on from that moment. Right, we're going to have a quick break and we'll be back after this. Radio Bath. Made in Bath. Right, we're back now with Heidi and Vivian. We're going to talk about some events now that you guys have been up to. Um, so what type of events have you got involved with to raise awareness and also to fundraise then? Um, we do a lot of cream teas and um, that raises um, a substantial amount. So that's really lovely. And I have a question for you on cream teas, which is obviously the question of jam or cream first. <laughs> that's that's the only question um, that matters. Let's butter face it. first. Butter first. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and it's got to be clotted cream. Clotted cream. OK. Yeah. OK. So yeah. which way around? So I know there's a butter, devil in the corner. Butter, jam and cream. Butter, jam and cream. OK, this is blowing unique, my mind. I'm unique, yeah. Well, it, it depends if you come from Devon or Cornwall. It does. Now, my wife is from Devon, yeah. and apparently she likes it the Cornwall way. So I think nobody actually talks to her in Devon anymore. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, uh, yeah, so I, I always get confused. I kind of think of it as a butter and then a jam on, uh, well, a cream and then the jam on top. And yeah. Like the cream takes the place of the butter, yeah. is my theory behind it. But uh, everybody's different. And then um, after eating all those scones, uh, we have the bath life, uh, bath um, half, sorry, not bath life, bath half. So, you know, any runners for that, um, if anybody's interested. When's that taking place? 15th of October, I want to say. Um, Last year we had a cheer bus outside here, uh, Radio Bath. And the feedback we had from our runners was um, incredible, how it really motivated them to keep going because you had a radio DJ outside. Okay. Amazing. Um, and Lorraine and Robbie were running after the runners with a mic. So Fantastic. <laughs> so we hope to have a cheer bus again this year. And the Lower Bristol Road is a long road, isn't yes, it, as well? Yeah. So you need that encouragement to go along that road. Yes, yeah. And we've, we've had lovely events as well that are corporates paid for, um, forest school events. Um, so they are for bereaved families in Hidden Woods um, on the edge of Bath. Um, so we did one this year and one last year, thanks to MyTech. Okay. So um, they're really special events. So, yeah, we're doing lots of different things. And like last year, as we said earlier, we did a Bath Aquaglass event. So we're always looking for something different to do. If companies want to get involved, I saw there was the April £50 challenge. Have we missed it for this year then? No, you can do that at any time of the year. We just set certain periods where it gives you 50 days just to encourage people to do it. So and how does it work? So we give you £50. It's usually donated to us. Um, but give it. you might have two or three teams in your corporate office. Um, and we give 50 to each and then they've got to grow it um, and obviously more than 50 pounds. Um, and it really, um, you know, generates competition between teams, um, particularly if you had like estate agents or anything like that. Um, and, you know, the, the amounts that have been raised have been really, you know, considerable from the 50 pound. So they can decide what they want to do with the 50 pound to grow it. But it's quite entrepreneurial. That sounds amazing. Have, Vivian, have you got involved in any of these at all? Well, the £50 challenge, I think, is a really great idea. Um, you get, it, really, People really need to think up new ideas about how they can grow that money. Um, and it, it also can be, like Heidi says, it can be uh, not just two people. It can be an office of people, and uh, they have different teams uh, who will compete. So then you get a really good you know, fundraising for something like that. And I believe you've got a charity conference coming up. Can you tell us about that? Yes, so um, it's on the 15th of June at um, Bath Racecourse. So um, there will be opportunities to listen to speakers and then there'll be lots of charities exhibiting. So we'll be there um, with a stall um, and happy to talk to anybody about um, things like £50 Challenge and Sponsor a Nurse um, and how they can support us. Now, I know a big one for you guys is, uh, you mentioned it earlier, the Splash event. So, uh, so yeah, tell us more. Um, So we thought with water-based sports um, increasing in lockdown, you know, people doing wild water swimming, lots of people kayaking or paddleboarding, and we thought we needed to create a new event. Um, So we uh, trialled last year the Splash event. Um, We had um, Julie Gazzard Swimming Academy involved. Um, and the children absolutely loved it. So it might have been something the children were nervous about doing with their swimming, so jumping in the water. So they had that as a challenge, and maybe when they jumped once, the the teachers said, let's get you jumping five times, and they raised over £3,500 for us. Blimey. And they did it, you know, during their lessons, and every child had a certificate, um, and if you raise over £30, you get a medal. 
Okay. That sounds yeah. amazing. Yeah. Now, here at Radio Bath, of course, we love music. Canesham have got their music festival, and I believe you're involved in that as well. Yes, yeah, so for the first time, um, we're going to have our gazebo there um, for two days, 1st of July and 2nd of July. Um, and we're going to be um, making um, our crafts um, musical instruments. So if any children want to head over or any families, then please do. Um, and we'll also have a raffle as well. So, um, yeah, we thought, being as it was a musical event, we'll make some musical instruments. We might regret it. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> There's nothing better than hearing a, a child play the recorder badly. Oh, I know, and I've got it's... some recorders for the day too. <laughs> Or the, or the violin. But um, it's unlikely you're going to make a violin. Let's no, face no, it. no. But, uh, but yeah. yeah, playing a recorder badly is, is such a beautiful sound. But really music is. therapy is such a big part of the hospice. And yeah. So we thought, you know, appropriate and to raise our awareness in Canesham as well. No, that sounds absolutely brilliant. Now, before the break, I did mention about the fact that I might try and get involved at some point. And uh, so I'm 48 at the moment. I turn 50 next year. And as part of that, I'm I'm very scared of heights. Um, and I've kind of always wanted to challenge myself to do a skydive. Wow. And I, and I was looking for a charity to get involved with to, to do it. And fate is here, isn't it? Because ah, I, I believe amazing. you guys do yes. skydives. We do indeed. Um, and we do them in Honiton. Um, we also do one in Perrinport, I think it is, in Cornwall. So, yeah, I can... Certainly, um, <laughs> register you before not, you you're decide. You're not getting away now. No, no, no. <laughs> it, it's been said now, hasn't it? So on uh, air, on air. So yeah, it's just one of those things that I've always looked at and thought yes. it looks like an amazing thing to try and do. It would absolutely petrify me. I'm XREF, so I've been up in planes and helicopters quite a lot anyway yes. that that part doesn't bother me but jumping out of it at an altitude uh, yeah that might bother me somewhat and is this part of your bucket list for your 50th <laughs> uh, it's not really a bucket list it's just kind of one of those things that i feel like i want to do and turning 50 it seems to be a a time to do it yes so, well uh, no we can certainly sign you up for a trip have either of you thought about doing it yourselves um, I have, but um, no. I've got to find the courage. I'm 50 this year, so maybe I should sign up to it. Well, you've said it live. Oh, no. no. <laughs> what about yourself, Vivian? Are you fancying skydiving? Uh, no. <laughs> I love the lack of hesitation going on there. Just just no. Vivian's more of a cream tea lady, I think, and Prosecco. She'll be doing the cream tea very, very well. But, so there we go. Live on Radio Bath, I'm saying I'll, I'll do a skydive for the show. Amazing. Thank you very year. much. So, uh, That'd be so, uh, fantastic. We will chat afterwards and uh, yeah, I won't I won't get out of it. It'll be absolutely fine. So uh, <laughs> that'd be fun. Um, if anybody does want to get involved, can you remind us of the website again? Um, it's chsw.org.uk and my email, <coughs> excuse me, heidi.roberts at chsw.org.uk. Um, and, you know, we've got um, Ink Copywriters, one of their staff doing the skydive. You might oh. be there the same time. You never so, know. Um, yeah. And um, also just on cream teas as well. We've got a cream tea going on in um, New Oriel Hall oh, on yeah. the 25th of June. 25th of June for New Oriel Hall, which is yes, uh, yes. cream teas as well. Can't yes, wait for that. at 3 p.m. Okay. And so, presumably it's simply pay for the cream teas and that helps raise the money. Yes, it's £8 for um, two scones, jam and cream, fresh strawberries and tea. Um, and we hope to have a family there on the day as well, which will make it extra special. Oh, yeah. And then we have, obviously, the other big debate of is it scone or scone? So, oh, I always say scone. <laughs> I say scone. I say scone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we 
we go. It's a 50-50 choice for you, isn't it? So, uh, so right. All right, we're going to have another break for music. And as always, everybody that comes in on a story to tell, they never get away with the quick fire round. And today is no different. I'll be honest with you, I'm quite nervous about this one. But uh, we will see how it goes. And uh, yes, we'll be back after this with a quick fire round. This is Radio Bath. Right, we're back then, and it's a quick fire round. It's Rich Boveson here until midday today. We've been here today with the lovely Heidi Roberts and Vivian Simpson from the Children's Hospice Southwest. So it's a quick fire round. They both look very nervous. <laughs> I promise you it's not that bad. It really isn't that bad. So, Heidi, first, what is your favourite ice cream? Mint ice cream. Mint ice cream. Vivian? Coffee ice cream. Oh, Ooh. I haven't had coffee before. <laughs> I always find coffee kind of flavour things. I, I drink coffee and I, I find flavoured coffee weird. Uh, yeah, I don't like coffee sweets. <laughs> no, there we go. I don't want strawberry ice cream. It, it can be really, really sweet. Yeah, but coffee ice <laughs> and cream. And you're sweet enough. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Beautifully done. Right. Are you tidy or messy, Heidi? I'm tidy in my house but my garage is a mess the pain on your face then was quite incredible it really was it was <clears> like <throat> i could just see you picturing somewhere yes the garage <laughs> <laughs> what we, about yourself vivian i try to be tidy uh you never know when someone might pop by and you could be very very embarrassed if it was really messy it would yeah <laughs> It's, uh, I, I teach from my studio at home. It's, I converted my garage a number of years ago. And uh, I always think, right, I must make sure the kitchen's at least tidy if somebody comes you know, to use facilities. And sometimes I forget and they say, oh, can I just go and use the toilet? I'm like, yes, you can. Thinking, oh, no, I've left the breakfast cereal on the side. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Um, love or hate roller coasters? Oh, I used to love them, but not so much now as I've got older. I can see the danger. See the danger? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Vivian. I'm not too keen on roller coasters. It can upset your stomach and then you feel really ill. They can <laughs> feel really ill, absolutely. Uh, excluding social media or music apps or anything like that, do you have a favourite game on your phone or computer that you play? No, my my youngest son, he's eight, he tries to get me to play Mario and okay. I'm absolutely hopeless. I crash into everything. <laughs> Is this on the Switch or something? Yes, Switch, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and they're annoyingly good children, aren't they? Yes. Indeed, they are. Uh, see, it's the only time when you're even with them on that sort of scenario. When I say even, they're better than we are. Yes. So, yeah. What about well, yourself, Vivian? No, I can't say I'm uh, really interested in that. Sorry. That's okay. My- <laughs> Snakes and the ladders. <laughs> <laughs> I know my mum, she spends ages on her phone just kind of whiling away on wordscape games and that type of thing. So, uh, so yeah, everybody has different things that are going on. One of our supporters, she plays Scrabble with her sister mm. over the phone. Yeah. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was talking to her and she said, oh, it's just my sister trying uh, pinging because she wants to play Scrabble. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. You've got, to be, a good, you've got to be a good speller if you do Scrabble. Uh, well, she was a t- <laughs> teacher, I think. Uh, or would... a nurse, sorry. She was a nurse. Her husband was. That would do it. Uh, do you make your bed in the morning? Yes, I do. Why? Oh, I like to see um, a bed all crisp and I get my children to make their beds as well. Very good. And last question on that, Vivian, I'll come to yourself in a second. Any cushions on your yes, bed? Yes, I have. Lots of cushions. And I used to have folded towels when I lived on my own. You s- <laughs> Sorry, hang on, we're, we're delving into this. I'll come back to you in a minute. Um, so you used to have folded towels on your bed when you used and to live my, And my um, guest bedroom, yeah. Right. Matching. Matching folded towels. So you'd make your bed in the morning, chuck all the cushions on top, and then fold the towels and put them on the end of the bed. Yeah, matching ones, yes. Matching folding. Oh. Can I ask why? Because I wanted my... 
apartment to look like a show. <laughs> well, we haven't had the folded towels before, so that's, that's, that's really quite nice. What about yourself, Vivian? No, I always make my bed. Oh, you know, you don't want to walk by the room later on and look in and think, ooh, that's looking really, really messy. So it's got to be done first thing before breakfast. And cushions? Yes, definitely cushions. I've got three on mine. Okay. Yeah, and uh, they, two of them match the curtains. Right. And the third one, you know, it's a rather pretty silver colour, which goes with the bedspread. Sounds amazing. I am very much a man in that I would have my pillows only, and that's it. But my wife does insist we have six cushions on our bed. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but no folded towels. <laughs> I'm not going to live that one down. <laughs> uh, Heidi, what is your favourite breakfast? Oh, I've got to say, um, pastries, unfortunately. Oh, Not that so. I'd have them in the week, maybe at the weekend, a nice yeah. croissant or something. Yeah, very nice. Vivian? Well, I do like porridge. Yeah? Yeah. Um, know, porridge has been the most popular answer, which has really? flabbergasted me, yeah. Yeah, right, OK. But you've got to have porridge with a little bit of honey. Yeah. And also some fruit, maybe some blueberries, and maybe some banana. Maybe. And then you have a really good meal. And do you know what? That'll keep you full for hours. Yes, well, it does. It? So, yeah, much longer. I have to say I'm with you in some ways and having the pastries and stuff, but I find half an hour later I'm like, I could do with some more mm. food again. So, yes. Yeah, the porridge would definitely keep you going for longer, that's for sure. Um, now, I'll be honest with you, the last guest that I had, she did this and I was flabbergasted, okay? I'm not asking either of you to, but if you do want to, that's absolutely fine, okay? What is your go-to karaoke song? Oh, I can't sing. I'm from Wales originally. <laughs> I was the only person that didn't get into the Welsh choir. <laughs> so I would avoid a karaoke. If you had to, though, if, would you Happy. have a... Happy by Pharrell Williams, that yes. one. Okay, fair yeah. enough. That's very good. Vivian? Yeah, um, I like anything by Neil Diamond. Okay. Sweet Caroline. Hey. Oh, my little boy sings that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and are either of you going to give us a rendition now? No. <laughs> Indeed not. When I do, I'm scarred by the fact that I've got into the choir when I was in primary school. That's all good. Uh, Favourite TV programme or film? I, I always ask this question because we binge watch quite a lot and it's like quite nice to get recommendations from people. So, uh, yeah, favourite TV programme or film? Oh, I got into Chesapeake Shores on um, Netflix. and Chesapeake Shores? Hang on, let me make a note. It's one you can watch with um, the family and it's all about families and... I'm very much about all of that, and I think that's why I love Children's Hospice Southwest so much. I genuinely have just made a note. Have <laughs> you to tell your wife? Yes. There it is at the bottom. You can't read it, but uh, yeah, it's uh, okay. And what about yourself, Vivian? Uh, favorite TV program, Country File. Ah, oh, very nice. You know, I love that one because you see all different parts of the country, um, and you meet lots of people on there who are running farms. Um, very good uh, programme for you uh, seeing places that you may not have never been to. Yeah, it's a great programme. It always has been a great programme. been running for many, many years, hasn't it? And your last question then, which you both look relieved about, OK? <laughs> this is a deep one. You're ready for this, OK? And I've had a variety of different answers on this one. So if you came back in your next life as an animal, which one would it be and why? A robin. A robin. OK, mm. a lovely robin. Why? I don't know. I... Um... I associate it now if I see a robin is someone coming back to talk to me. Oh, yeah, there's something very special about a robin. That's lovely. Vivian, what about yourself? Well, I do like cats. Cats? You no, know, they, they, they're always having a relaxed lifestyle. They're stretching out in the sun and they're uh, rolling themselves up so they sleep well. 
Um, I think they have a pretty good life. Oh, I hope you, we don't meet in our, our afterlife a, a cat and a, a robin. <laughs> oh, well, we've got a robin. Got a robin at home. And every time I go out of the gate, um, there's a robin in, in, who often is in the house. Keeping an eye on you, it's me. <laughs> yeah, it, it comes up, and, you know, it comes out when it sees me. And, you know, it's on the top of the wall and it's go, looking at me as if to say, oh, you're going out again. And it's quite friendly. So we've got a robin and a cat. <laughs> and uh, yeah, as you say, well, a cat doesn't have to eat the robin. They just want to. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, um, I've so enjoyed talking to you guys today. It's been absolutely amazing. Uh, Heidi, can you remind us of the website again? And if anybody was, does want to get involved, uh, how to contact you? Yep, www.chsw.org.uk. Um, I'm Heidi Roberts, so my email is heidi.roberts at chsw.org.uk. If you're interested in volunteering or doing some fundraising, please do reach out to me or, you know, tell a few people what you've heard today. We'd really appreciate it. And I'd just like to say a huge thank you to all my volunteers um, and lovely having Vivian with me here today um, because I couldn't do my job without them. So. And I have to say, if anybody does want to get involved, Vivian is shall we say, an amazing character and you will literally smile from ear to ear <laughs> if she's anywhere near you. So, uh, so yeah, do try and get involved with them. Uh, it's an amazing charity and do fantastic work right across the southwest of England. So uh, thank you very much. That. So thank you very, so much for coming in today. I hope you've enjoyed your time. Yes, we, we have. did indeed. Yes, uh, <laughs> and, very uh, entertaining. <laughs> and hopefully we'll see you back again at Radio Bath very, very soon. We'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much.